Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig Torres here. Stay tuned for the next episode of Lethal Lit. But before we dive into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. It's when leave a message or whatever. I'm not the boss of you. Win, it's me. It's Tig. I don't know how long I have, but I need to tell you this before he finds me. You need to know that. <clears throat> Attention Lethal Lit listeners, we need your help. I'm, uh, I'm Ollie Price. Wynn? Oh, right, sorry. I'm Wynn Abbott, and, uh, this is Lethal Lit. So we, we know that more and more of you guys are listening each episode, and we're hoping maybe you can help us out here. The girl who created this podcast, Tig, she's missing. Based on the frantic voicemail we got from her, we know... We don't know anything. And Max... My best friend, Max, is dead. If any of you out there know anything about where Tig might be... Please contact us at IamTigTorres at gmail.com. We are checking this address nonstop. Or just call me. I don't care. I'll, I'll give my number out. It's 555-2368. So we should probably recap, right? <sighs> yeah. All right. So the lit killer is back. He's killed Tony, the principal, and now Max. He's kidnapped Tig... The entire town is literally losing their minds right now. Here's a clip from today's news that explains it more. The town of Hollow Falls is once again in the grips of serial killer frenzy, as many residents believe the long-thought-dead murderer known as the Lit Killer has returned. Today's death of an unidentified minor and the disappearance of Tig Torres, niece of Beth Torres and creator of the popular Lethal Lit podcast, add to the body count of this current killing spree. We reached out to lead detective Laura Carver for comment. I have nothing new to report. You want to ask questions? Come to the press conference. Despite the department's efforts to keep their findings under wraps, WHFZ spoke to Carver's junior partner, Detective Jake Lahane. Look, I, I can't say much. This is an ongoing investigation. And we're not releasing the name of the latest victim until the family is notified. But I will say, whoever did this is either a copycat desperate for attention, or the lit killer really is back and off their game. And my opinion is the former. But look, that's all I can say this time. Thank you. Hey, uh, this is Wynn again. I'm recording live and retracing Tig and Max's steps trying to figure out what happened. The amusement park area has been roped off by the cops to keep out the vultures from the big city press, who are all trying to muscle in on our story, but I'm going to try to get in there first. All cities have crime, and I completely understand the lure, the appeal to you, members of the national media, of a quote-unquote serial killer. But trust me, as the mayor of this fine town, I can assure you there's God, nothing to yeah, be alarmed about. This guy would legit sell dead flowers to a funeral parlor. Oh, if you couldn't tell, that's our douchebag Mayor Eldridge Highsmith going all, nothing to see here, CNN and BuzzFeed. Good luck, pal. Oh, look, if it isn't our secondhand Ellen Page. 
Hey, Ella. What's up? Almost didn't see your puckered face over there. Um, I'm on a super important press tour with my dad, trying to save the city's rep. What are you doing, Diet Daria? None of your business. Wait, let me guess. You're still trying to find the big bad lick killer copycat that you're all so hot and heavy for. Here's a clue. Her name rhymes with Big Boras. Subtle. But no, that's not exactly what I'm doing. So anyway... You're never going to be able to get in there, you know. What, the fairgrounds? Nah, I'll figure out a way. <sighs> Fine, I'll go with you. But only to prove I'm right. And actually, this is a great op to go live. Look, I didn't ask for your help, and... Hey, get your phone out of my face! Don't like it when the camera's turned on you, huh? Can't say I blame you, though. Doesn't everyone our age know how to be selfie-ready by now? Listeners, I'm sure you won't mind if we have some technical difficulties while I set our village idiot in training straight over here. Like you know anything about being straight. Look, I know a way into the crime scene, so either you work with me or you have a real lame ep this week, okay? I've got a copy of Daddy's master key set, including the one for the back gate that'll get us around the police tape. If I show you nothing's there, maybe Tig will stop dragging you into this juvenile crusade she's obsessed with. Come on, this way. Uh, so hey, lethal listeners, or whatever Tig calls you, we're now going through a back gate into the fairgrounds with everyone's favorite mayor's daughter, Ella. You remember her, right? Blonde hair, talks like she's chewing her face. We just got around the police tape, and, uh... What's up, all my Ellenators? Thanks for tuning in. Remember to smash that like button and leave a comment below. Unsubscribe. I'm here with Wynn Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T. Our class's very own Wednesday Adams. I'm about to prove to her that her whole lit killer crush is a hashtag fake news bust. And I'm here with a low-rent Disney princess who just helped me break some laws and enter a crime hey. scene. Wait, which Disney princess? Moving along, we can see the grounds outside of the Hall of Mirrors, and... Hey, do you see that? See what? There, next to those busted bumper cars. It's a scroll or some kind of paper tied with a ribbon. Like a diploma? What? No. Here, let me untie it. All right, inside there's a smaller piece of paper, and it looks like it's from a... Oh, God. A paperback. The Great Gatsby. But where's the rest of the book? Quinn, use your Scooby Gang brain. The real question is, why is there now some rando page at the crime scene after the police already swept the place? And also, isn't The Great Gatsby just about, like, Leo DiCaprio having a big party? The Great Gatsby is a crime novel set in bougie Long Island, and it's noir as hell. Okay, listeners, we found a page from The Great Gatsby, and check it out. There's a section highlighted. Let us learn to show our friendship for a man when he is alive and not after he is dead. That's not creepy at all. There's also a note. It feels like the climax has been hit, and poor Tig was not even close to reaching the same heights as old Auntie. But there are still a few plot threads left to untangle. Take a look at yourself and see if you've got what it takes to keep up the chase. I know where I'm headed next. I'm five moves ahead of you and this entire little town. What the hell does that mean? Look at yourself. Duh, the Hall of Mirrors is right over there. You're right. Ella, I could kiss you right now. Uh, sorry, no. That's not in my toolkit. Joking, moron. Let me just send this to Ollie for the podcast. Hey there, Ollie here. I've got a clip from Tig's... I mean, 
Beth Torres' tapes on lit killer victim number three, Walter Amendola. Why am I still playing her old tapes? Because I think Tig would want me to continue the investigation as she would. And if she thinks there's stuff to learn from her aunt's old ramblings, then we do too. Let's listen. Beth Torres, Ledger Audio Journal, March 3rd, 2007. Lit killer crime scene number three. A large barn inside the abandoned Smith Hickok farm. Walter Amendola was murdered in a sick homage to Arthur Miller's The Crucible, with the body hung from a taut rope and the victim dressed post-mortem in a period costume that is meant to evoke Miller's story. Walter Amendola was a fringe character, like the earlier victims, and was killed. Ugh, this is hard. I don't know how Tig does it. I'm just trying to keep going until she... Ah, Ollie, good. Again, Lahane? Look, this is barely equipment. I mean, you can take it, but I'm basically recording on my phone. Relax, Junior Detective. I don't want your stuff, okay? Just come with me. I have something, well, someone I want to show you. Yes! Holy shit, listeners! Lahane came through! Max is here! Max is alive! I mean, he looks pretty messed up. His face is all cut up, and at the moment, he's in a nice, deep, medically-induced sleep. But Max is alive! Max! Oh, God, Ollie, is he okay? Yeah, he's gonna be okay. He just looks like a used cutting board right now. Max! Oh, my God. Thank God. You're alive. You're gonna be okay. Um, hi. Oh, uh, hey, Ella. All right, so back to business. Can you two recap what you sent me uh, for us, the listeners? We found a DIY clue about a mad Leo DiCaprio movie wrapped up in a diploma. Here's the page we found. Yeah, I read it. I'm five moves ahead of you in this entire little town. Oh, hey, the whole squad is here. Okay, all right, well, I'm glad you're able to look in on your friend, but I need you all to remain completely quiet about this, okay? That means don't put it on the podcast, all right? I mean, his parents know he's fine, but we can't go running around town telling everyone he's alive. I need to be able to trust you three, okay? It's going to help us smoke out the killer. Um, no. Because it seems like you're trying to use Max's bait. What? Why else would you want to pretend Max is dead? We all heard you on the radio earlier, Lahane. You talk a pretty good game. Are you seriously trying to rile up the lit killer? When he still has Tig, who knows where? That puts her in even more danger than she's already in right now. It's not like that, Ollie. I have a plan. I, I just trust to... you. Why should we? Did Tig? Sounds like you're more interested in catching the killer than finding her. Maybe we should give Lahane the chance to play out his plan. It's our best shot right now. But the second it gets sketchy, we go public. <sighs> Fine, Win. Whatever. But I mean, you and I can be trusted to stay quiet. But what about <laughs> me? Trust me, I will not be talking up how I wasted my afternoon with the nerd herd. That'll do for now, Ella. So, what news did I walk in on? We found a page from The Great Gatsby. It was highlighted for us at the amusement park. The book is way noir. The Montague Hotel. Ew, what about it? That place is old and gross. It used to be a huge mansion, right? Before they turned it into a hotel and then shut it down. I could be way off base, but if anything in this town says Gatsby, it's that hotel. It's decorated to look like something right out of the Roaring Twenties. What if the book is a clue pointing us there? What if it takes there? But let's not jump to any crazy conclusions yet, all right? You can stay here. I'll go check it out. And remember, keep Max 
secret, okay? I'm sure his intentions are good, but do you think do you think he'll actually find her or discover don't her? Don't go there, Wynn. Just don't. Hi, everyone. Take here. <laughs> Big news is, well, I'm alive. I'm still here. Barely, according to my phone battery. And I have zero bars right now, so I can't call anyone. All I can do is record. I don't really know where I am. It smells musty. Some sort of basement. A huge one. I just came to, so my head's still a little spinny. Nose feels clogged with dust. <coughs> Not a lot of time to waste, so... Since this might be my last recording, I should get to the facts. Max and I were attacked in an amusement park. I didn't get a good look at the person that did it, so I have no idea what happened. But it was the lit killer. I'm sure of it. This is proof for all the holdouts and haters. My Aunt Beth was not a killer. <gasps> did you hear that? <sighs> Gotta quiet down. The last thing I need is for them to come back. There are pieces of ropes on the floor, and my wrists are burning like hell. Someone must have untied me before the lit killer came back to kill me a la Beowulf or whatever book he's jonesing on now. Why untie me and then bail? Like, who would even... Uh, focus, Tig. Right now I need to find a weapon. Oh, maybe this pipe. If I can... Someone's coming. It's all old and busted in here. I can see the exit. Dig, dig! Calm down. Calm down. It's me, Lahane. Look, I'm so glad you're alive. Why were you in here? Were you the one chasing me? Did you untie me? What? No, Tig. I, I just got here to find you. How did you know I was here? Where's your back? Tig, Tig, listen to me. Relax, okay? Let's just get you out of here, and I can explain everything. Get you somewhere what? safe. What's that in your coat? It's for the amusement park. The great Gatsby. Can we go now? Wait, Gatsby? Why? He hasn't killed anyone in that style. Wait, is someone else dead? Is Max okay? What happened to Max? It's going to be fine. I'll fill you in on the way. Let's talk, more walk. Come on. So I made it out. I'm alive. Thanks to Lahane. I think. I wanted to present everything to you guys as close to chronologically as possible. Hence the awkward Ollie and Wynn narration from before. Anyway, once Lahane got me out of there and I tasted freedom, I made a brief stop before sinking back into the case. But now it was time to get back to business and pool our evidence. Who are our suspects? Who do we think is next? And what can we do to prevent another murder? First stop is Max's bedside. I don't think I could have forgiven myself if Max had died because of me. But still, it... It all just didn't add up. The lit killer doesn't miss. So how did the two of us make it out alive? And what is Lahane's deal? Ow! Tig, 
Ouch, I get it. Hugs are acceptable between near-death twins, but these pain meds are totally wearing off. <sighs> Nurse! Max, you scared the crap out of me. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Nighttime, abandoned amusement park, zero backup. Great plan, Tig. I thought we were both done for. Me too, Tigo. But you seem to be in better shape than me. I hide it well. It's mostly just emotional scarring at this point. Otherwise, I'd have trouble hiding it from Abuela. Shit! I still need to call her and let her know I'm okay. Wait, you still haven't gone home yet? What have you been doing? Uh, well, nothing. I just... Bow, tickle, bow, Come on, man. What? I'll explain it to you when you're older. Seriously? You guys took the time to get it on during a serial killer crisis? When? I... Whatever. Just... Let's just get to the talking shop part, okay? Since the rest of us would like to survive high school. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> before we were, um, attacked in that horrible clown palace, I was telling Tig, I did some research on our new victims, Tony, Principal Block, and they were part of this group called the Murder of Crows, along with some other people from town, like Mayor Highsmith, Sam Steiner, Levinson, Miranda Pyle, Lahane, and Charlie Pachoda. The dudes in this group, which met pretty regularly to compare notes and talk about the case, they all either lived through the OG lit killer or were tied to one of his victims in some way. Like Tony, who lost his dad. Everyone except Lahane. Torres, what the hell? What happened to meeting up after I gave you time to check in at home? Oh, right. Um, well, I was just... She was just getting her booty call on. When? How old are you? Seriously. Get bent, Ollie. Tig, I need to see you in the hall. Now. Did you find something? Maybe in that book you swiped. Look, you and I, we need to work together. Your little detective team is doing some good stuff, but you are amateurs. I can help you. We can help each other. I mean, th this case is huge. Okay, sure. I mean, we are being cooperative. It's just you. What? The cops here don't have a great track record. I mean, OG lit killer. My aunt wrongly accused. Remember that? Oh, come on, that wasn't on my watch, okay? I get why you're upset. No, you don't get why I'm upset. My aunt was tagged as a murderer by this entire town. Meanwhile, you and your friends are participating in a serial killer fan club and studying all the facts like people's no. lives aren't at stake. And then, using your position to swipe evidence just so you can hog the glory on this case? Okay. You don't think I can tell you're trying to piggyback on no. all the work we've done? Stop. Wait. Who told you about the club? I have sources, just like you do. Confidential ones. We're going to talk this out of the station. You can't just keep secrets from the police, understand? Now say goodbye to your goof troop and meet me outside. Ten minutes, tops. I'll have a car to come fetch you yourself. My brain was all turned around from confronting Lahane. It seemed impulsive, but also necessary. Because honestly, why should I trust him? But my gut was telling me something else. My gut felt bad. Like I'd missed something important and was running too hot on emotion and adrenaline. My gut was right. Okay, here I am, walking to the hospital exit, being a total adult and acknowledging that maybe I was being a little hasty and emotional in there with Lahane. I mean, I can't afford to shrug off the chance to pool our resources, even if it is a risk. 
Who knows what the cops have that could be of interest? It's not like Carver's an ally. So having an informant in the precinct is really freaking useful. Oh, yeah, I'm almost outside. Where'd this dude go? He was just out here. I just got outside and something just happened. There's a bunch of cars stopping. People getting out over there. the crowd. Could... Uh, excuse me. No. Let me through. Oh, sorry. Let me through. I'm trying to get closer, but I can't really tell what... Oh, no. no, no, no. Not again. It... It's Lahane. He's been hit. Out of the way, folks. Clear a path. Oh, God. Lane, hold on. Help is coming. Oh, boy. What? Lane, what is it? Just Miss, we're going to need you to step back. Please help him. All right, let's get him on the gurney. One, two, three. Step back. we got to get this man inside. I, I can't. I can't help. I, I think he's dead. Despite the best efforts of the hospital staff, Detective Lahane's injuries were too great. He was run over as he was walking to his car to get cigarettes from his glove compartment, probably in need of a smoke after I tore into him. For a second there, I'd thought Lahane had all the makings of a good suspect. He joined the murder of Crow's Club late, arriving just before the killing started up again, he was willing to move evidence or bend the rules to get the gold star. A red flag, for sure. But still, I just couldn't peg him as our killer. No. He was just eager to get out of Hollow Falls and make a name for himself. Instead, he got hit by a car while he was crossing the street. Lahane, too? No. Our list of friends is getting shorter and shorter. Who's going to help us if not even the cops can? Jesus, he just keeps picking us off, one by one. In F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby, Myrtle is run down by a car. There are more layers to it, of course. Who was driving, which car, what really happened... The big point is that the murder of Lahane was no random act of violence, and we should be more worried than ever. Since this thing first started, 10 years ago, the lit killer would take a victory lap with his murders, pose them according to a clue the cops would get when they discovered the body. Now, it seems like the lit killer is going a step further. The clues are more complicated, the highlighted page Wynn found pointed back to the Hall of Mirrors, where Max was attacked, while I was being held at the hotel. But the whole time, the lit killer was actually gunning for Lahane, not just looking for attention anymore, playing a game with me. <sighs> Max is alive. I'm still alive. My friends are with me. But as we get closer to finding the lit killer, it all makes me think of the closing lines of Fitzgerald's novel. 
So we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. On the next episode of Lethal Lit. The clues have to come together. There has to be an answer. And even if I can't solve it, I hope I've done enough for someone else to figure it out. The clues have come together. I know the answer. I know who the lit killer is. Our love is for Einhorn's Epic Productions and iHeartRadio present Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery. Created and executive produced by Heather Einhorn and Adam Staffaroni. Written, created, and executive produced by Alex Segura and Monica Gallagher. Directed by J.B. Block. Produced by Arup Senekaila, Chris Peterson, and Sandy Smollins. Art by Rebecca Mock. Creative direction and design by Ryan McCann. With performances by Rebecca Soler, J.B. Blanc, Matt Gumley, Paul Guyot, Jennifer Giles, Rachel Oramland, Alba Ponce de Leon, Shelley Chenoy, Luke Slattery, and Gail Artino. Post-production supervisor, Michael Sinter-Nicholas. Recording engineer and dialogue editor, Michael Schneider. Mixer, Michael Sinter-Nicholas. Sound designer, Justin Kohler. Composer, Jared Faber. Creative consultant, Monique Chavez. Studio manager, Clark Chang. Production coordination, Gail Artino and Laura Martin. Production assistants, Rachel Slotsky and Francesca Kahlo. Recorded at NYV Post in New York City. Featuring the songs Jupiter, performed by Donna Missel, courtesy of Harvest Records, under license from Universal Music Enterprises. And Guardian Alien, Performed by Dana Williams, written by Dana Williams, SCSAC, and Aaron Fenning, SCSAC, courtesy of the Royalty Network Inc., on behalf of Smig Songs, ASCAP, Cactus Palace, SCSAC, and Dana Williams. Lethal Lit, a Take Torres Mystery, is a production by Einhorn's Epic Productions for iHeartRadio. Head to TigTorres.com to share theories, discover new evidence, and follow case updates. For more information, visit EinhornsEpicProductions.com. 